Happy Friday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. Always glad when you take the time to listen to our show, especially when it's time to kick off the weekend. Scott joins me today, and we have some fun with that topic. What percentage of guests at Walt Disney World? Dot, dot, dot. So we take different scenarios, like what percentage of guests right now at the Magic Kingdom are wearing I'm celebrating buttons, or what percentage of guests at Walt Disney World right now are excited or even purchase 50th anniversary merchandise or what percentage of guests even make ADRs before they leave home for their Walt Disney World vacations. Here are thoughts on these topics. This and many, many other scenarios play out on today's show. So play right along with us. And then this Sunday night, call in on the live call in show and give us your thoughts as well. Don't forget today's podcast is brought to you by the magic for less travel. The agents are standing by right now over at the magic for less to help you plan an amazing Walt Disney world, Disneyland, Disney cruise line, or adventures by Disney trip Just swing by the magic for less.com today. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link. It's be our slash Amazon. That one extra click really does help us out. So please use it as often as you can. Be our slash Amazon. And thank you sincerely to our patrons who allow us to put this show out three to four times a week all around the world. We could not do this without you. And our patrons get a bonus show called Mike in the Midwest. If you'd like to support us over there, please come on over patreon.com slash be our guest podcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Welcome to episode 2089 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at the Magic for Less Travel. Happy Friday to you. Hopefully you had a great week and you have some Mexican food coming your way here this evening. That's how we roll here in the Rallman household. Friday nights mean that you've made it through another work week and that means we get to go to it used to be Las Fuentes. You guys know that longtime listeners of the show when we back uh, used to live back in Florissant, Missouri. But since we moved out to beautiful St. Peter's, Missouri, it is now El Azteca in O'Fallon, Missouri. It is very good, which is ironic because today I'm joined by your friend in mine, hashtag Scotty G, and one of his places he goes up in East Lansing is also called El Azteca, but I'm jealous of his it's El Azteca. Oh, I have oh, okay. O at the end. Oh, so yours, <laughs> mine's female and yours is male, apparently. There we so go. I didn't know that restaurants could be either, but uh, you know, I thought they were all kind of gender neutral, but hey, they're both good. So what's going on, Scotty? Happy Friday. Happy Friday. I wouldn't actually, you know what? I might have to go to El Azteca tonight <laughs> now that you're saying that and um, sit on the rooftop. You know, we just had a nice, yeah. nice work week here, you know, maybe get a pitcher of margaritas, you know, um, and just sit on the roof. It's so cool. RLS LS Teco is right there, like close to the Michigan State campus in East Lansing. And you can sit on the rooftop and you can just see campus, basically. You have to look out a little bit. But like on a football Saturday, you can hear the band from up there. You can hear the roars when the team scores a touchdown. It's a pretty cool environment, Mike. I think you would really get a kick out of it. That's the one thing I'm jealous of is that really there's very few Mexican restaurants around us that have like a patio or the rooftop would be amazing. You know, we just have indoor seating, which is fine. But you know, when you post those pictures of like the Mexican food with being on the rooftop on a beautiful night, it's awesome. Now, last Friday night, I did post that my girls were at the cheerleading banquet. So 
I didn't want to go. I solo dine. This is one of the weird things. Like, let me ask you about this because you go down for races too. And we have a lot of folks that travel to Walt Disney World solo. That's kind of a philosophical question to start off a Friday show before we hop into the main topic. We always kind of do something dumb at the top of the show like this. So when I'm at home, I have an issue with going to like, I wanted Mexican food so bad and I wanted El Azteca, but the girls were at the banquet for cheerleading and I didn't buy a ticket because, you know, it's just like a... The cheerleading coaches, there's nine teams. They rent out a banquet hall like a wedding reception, and every coach gets up and gives a speech about how great the season was, and then the coach starts crying, the girls all start crying, and it's just it's a sob fest, right? And you get bad food. So I was just like, yeah, you don't have to buy me a ticket. I'll stay home, do some work, watch a ball game. So anyway, I was craving LS Teca, but I, I have a thing about, like, I won't go to LS Teca and just eat by myself at LS Teca, but at Walt Disney World, I'll go to, like, Steakhouse 71 or Olivia's, and, I mean, sit there and play on my phone and eat a meal. I'll go to beer garden by myself. Is that weird? Like why, why, why wouldn't I do it at home, but I'll do it at Walt Disney. World. I think what, it's what because you, you're, you kind of don't have a choice. You can't go. It's hard to go to steakhouse 71, get it to go and then go back to your room at pop century Maybe. Yeah. and eat it. So I think it's because you're tied to the location a little bit, but I, I get what you're saying. Like my thing, when the girls go out shop, not shopping, but whatever they go, go do, or if I come back from golf and they're out and I have like I'm time for a meal by myself, I used to do this. I'm trying to get better about this. I haven't done this in months. I had a problem like where I would just order a whole pizza and just go home and just crush the thing <laughs> by myself. I get a Jets pizza, like a one of those like four squares or sometimes even an eight square. And then I'm like six slices in. I'm like, what did I do? You're like, so. you're like any pizza can be a personal pizza. Right, basically. <laughs> So that used to be my thing. Not so much anymore. Trying to get better about that. But but yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Like it's just because you can just go home and sit in your air conditioned house right. or on the patio. It's it's a lot more comfortable that way than eating solo at no, I, I felt like you that night because I was winning because I got it to go. Like I ordered it so that as soon as the girls left, that was, you know, ten minutes later my to go order was ready. So I drove up to LS Tech about ten minutes away and grabbed my bag full of food. It was really hard on the phone. It's kind of hard to order with them. And so I got like a little shot of guacamole because I thought she said like she kept asking what size guacamole I want. And she, I thought she said $14.99 and I thought I was going to get like a vat of guacamole. Of and I kept saying it's only one person. Like I only need enough guacamole for one person. So I got like a little pipkin, like a little, you know, like what you get like ketchup in it, it you yeah. know, like, a, you know, where you pull the thing, like a Connections right. Cafe, the little thing. So I got like enough for like five chips. But anyway, I got it and I sat on our deck. We have a great deck. We just got it repainted. And so it was a beautiful night. And I had my iPad. I was watching ball. Like on the, I was like, I'm like Scotty G tonight. I'm eating on the That's deck. That's awesome. Mexican it was great. You know what that made me think of? I know we got to get to the podcast episode. But <laughs> this is turning into dr yeah, this. Driving back from one of our epic uh, Hilton Head vacations with the crew. Um, like, I don't know if you ever driven. Through, I never drive. The only time I ever driven that far is like to Hilton Head, um, which Disney has an awesome resort. We visited that. I checked it out. But uh, driving up through North Carolina, every exit has a Bojangles. Have you ever heard of Bojangles like chicken? Awesome biscuits. I've, we did that yeah. on a road trip one time when we went to Florida. In Georgia, yeah. I think we stopped at a Bojangles. And like, so we're just, every exit has a Bojangles, Bojangles, Bojangles. Like, all right, Liz is like, finally, like, Scott, we got we to check this That's out. That's what Zaxby's you know? is like in Georgia, too, because yeah. they get you, because yeah. they're everywhere. <laughs> so I ordered through like the drive through or whatever, because we want to quick get it go, get back on the road or whatever and get some chicken tenders or whatever and the lady's like do you want any any sauce you always said, say yes and i said but i said i said no sauce oh no you always and she's say like yes. oh do you mean bow sauce <laughs> yes. like bow jingle sauce she misunderstood and like no for bow and 
for some reason I still said no, but then like like you were just saying, Mike, I'm like, what am I? Why did I just say no to sauce? Yeah, no. So kidding. we get up to the window. I'm like, you know what? Actually, I wouldn't mind trying that bow sauce that you mentioned. <laughs> instead of giving me a packet, she like calls out to someone like working in the back, like, can you give me a tin? Can you give me a chicken tender and put a little bow sauce on it? <laughs> So they like gave me like a sample. She just hands me like a chicken tender through Shut the window up. with like bow sauce like poured on it. It's awesome. She's like, here, if you want to try it, this is how you try it. Dude, next time I go through, so, that's exactly the heck I'm doing to get a free chicken so tender. I thought, I don't know why with your guacamole story, I kind of thought about that's the, good. the bow that's sauce a, with the tender. But. Okay, so let's get let's get into today's. How many people, what percentage of guests drive through Bojangles and ask for a bow sauce chicken? No. Okay, <laughs> so what we're going to play today is a game we've played probably, you know, years ago at this point. Just to have conversation, maybe to get you thinking as you're on your run, on your commute, walking the dog, doing the dishes, whatever you know you do while you listen to our podcast, and we appreciate that. Just to kind of think about the behavior of a typical Disney vacationer, you know, whether it's on a cruise, down at Walt Disney World, Disneyland, what have you. And I was thinking about this, just thinking of different topics. So I'm going to throw this out to Scott first. And let's say somebody goes to Walt Disney World for five nights, kind of a typical length vacation. What percentage of guests do you think never get on a Disney bus? Just to I'm not saying don't use Disney transportation, but what percentage of guests stay for five nights? They're an on-site guest, never get on a bus. One of the Disney never, transport buses. Wow. So I'm already my mind's already thinking low here, right? So you're you're on site, you're staying at one of the many awesome Walt Disney World resorts, and you're not gonna get on a bus. <laughs> Oof. Um, I'm going 7%. <laughs> Do wow. not go on a bus. I think whether you're going to go to Disney Springs or like Magic Kingdom, like even if you rented a car, you still might want to take a bus to go to Magic Kingdom so you can avoid the parking at the TTC. I'm going I'm going super low. Um, and I'm going to go 7%. I'm maybe I'm way off on this one. What are you thinking, Mike? See, I would go 25% on this. Okay. And here okay, here's why. Okay, for for example, I'm I'm giving Steve Forrester is 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 you know exhibit A on this yes. right. This is this is Pam Forrester's husband, and now he has been on a bus. I've been saying I got a, a photo times. of him yeah. on a bus, which is kind of unbelievable. Well, remember yeah. the first time I remember like because this is how remarkable him riding a Disney transport bus was. This was probably five, six, seven years ago at this point, but. We went to the studios. I remember where we went on the bus ride because when we got to the studios, we went to guest relations and got him an I'm celebrating button. And it said, I rode a bus. Yep. So then we got a picture <laughs> of him on Hollywood Boulevard with his button celebrating that he, and I, I did the same thing the first time I flew. I think it was the same trip. Like I'd flown down for the very first time and I said, I flew. And like, it was the dumbest, like they're probably like people are celebrating like, you know, graduating college, you know, just got over a, you know, a health scare, you know, these kind. He rode a bus from, from like the contemporary to the studios. And this dude rode an airplane, which 8 million people at this resort rode an airplane to get here. You know, like big deal. You know, the person filling out was, oh, that's so great of you, you dummy. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so he never, ever would get on a bus. He'd rent a car, I know. you know, and he would drive everywhere. And OK, so say you're staying at Yacht Club. You know, you can take a boat to get, you know, you can walk to two parks. You can like... You can drive to the other ones. I, I just think maybe just my argument is I think most people are gonna are gonna ride a bus to Magic Kingdom. I think, but I could be wrong. But maybe Magic Kingdom isn't part of your trip. 
but like going to Disney Springs is a lot easier via bus too. And I say this as a person that rents, I don't really like the buses, but um, usually I do find myself taking a bus to Magic Kingdom at least once a trip when I, when I rent the car. Yeah. And the feedback we're getting like 10% from Tammy and from Corwin of Amber and uh, you know, other folks, but Moose is in the Moose is in here and he says 25%. He says, yeah, he does and he doesn't like the bus. bus. Yep. It's just really what you like. I mean, but I would say probably fall somewhere in between like your seven and 25, but it's, it's interesting because I mean, like I'll ride the buses all day. They do not bother me. But then again, you know, like I, I want to like curse them when I just miss a bus and you got to wait, you know, 35 minutes for the next one. Like the worst is when you walk up and you just see it pulling away, like at Epcot, you know, in the middle of the afternoon, you're like, Oh, I'm so that's hot. I just want to take like, that's and then so I'm just going to go back to the pool. Right. That's <laughs> just, well, what it is. Cause it's like, that just took 35 minutes off my nap or that just took 35 minutes of yeah. pool time away from me. You just get, you're just mad. You're just like, and I, I wish you could like almost trust the, um, this would help with the buses if it was, and I know it's like, you can't be perfect with it, but I wish you could trust those times, right? You could be back in the room and say, oh yep, Epcot bus is coming in 10 minutes. Sweet. And you get there in seven and then it's pulling away. I'm like, no, <laughs> you said 10. And that's kind of a good conversation. So that's something that's rather new in the past, like two years, three yeah. years. What at the stops they have, like the next bus will be here at 742 yeah. or what? It, I don't even look at those. Like, do you think anybody even looks at those and says, oh yeah, the next Magic King bus? They're never yeah, accurate. Yeah. They're never you even can. close. I, yeah. They need to just get rid of those. I mean, the next bus is going to be here when the next bus is here. Like, that's how mm -hmm. it is. I, so I know with this type of topic, you know, it's good for conversation. You know, we talk, we, sometimes we get away from like what the question was about, but you talked about celebration buttons and it got me thinking, you know, the Steve Forrester, I rode a bus is epic. Your flight one is epic. So the funniest one I ever did was it was like a winter. We flew down in Florida. I mean, in February, I swear, Mike, I had probably shoveled snow 10, 11 days in a row. Like, you know, like I was just tired of shoveling snow. So we check in. I was like, can I get a celebration button, please? They're like, oh, yeah, what do you want me to write on? And like, well, can I just get the marker? It's kind of lengthy. I'm going to write it. <laughs> <laughs> and I wrote, like, I did not shovel today or something. Like, I didn't have to shovel today. And I got so many, like, looks at it. But, like, my, my handwriting is kind of poor. I should have had Elizabeth write it. Because most people thought the word shovel looked like shower. <laughs> so <laughs> oh, no. oh, so most people were like, oh, you didn't shower today and you're celebrating that? And you're standing, they're like, and I got to stand next to this dude for the next 45 minutes waiting in line for the Haunted Mansion. He's publicly saying he didn't shower today. Like, what is wrong with this guy? <laughs> oh, my God. that You should put that one, like, on the mantle and keep it. I think yeah. I still have it. You know I'm saying? You better. That, that's <laughs> I a, think that's I have, a like, in a drop drawer somewhere downstairs. Yeah. All right. So give me your percentage. Let's talk about it. We got okay. Yeah, I liked your scenario, right? Like five night average trip, right? So what percentage of people on a, or families, I should say, or people on a five night trip do not book a single ADR for, Ooh, for breakfast, lunch, dinner? They just don't have any reservations made for a meal. I would say, God, I'm thinking about this. Because again, we're preaching to the choir. Our, our thoughts on things like, and I'm talking collectively, I'm talking you and me, and I'm talking, if you're listening to our show today, you got the AirPods in, you're listening on the radio in your car, wherever you are, we are the yeah. exception to the rule. We are not the rule. Even though we always think we're the rule, we are not. So I'm going to say 42% of people go to Walt Disney World without okay. 180 ADR. I mean, I bet, okay. you, I bet you it's that high. It scares me to death, but I bet you it's that high. What do you think? Yeah, I was going to say 40. So we, we're <laughs> on the same tune. And like... I just give example, um, our friend our, from Jamie from work, she actually just booked a trip with Jocelyn and uh, she's down there right now with three kids and no ADRs. Like 
Elizabeth even encouraged her, like, hey, you might want to make an ADR for like a date night or something, get away from your kids because there's like a mother-in-law or something with her. But she was like, no, I I don't want to pull my, if my kids are like really enjoying something and all of a sudden like we had to go to dinner in 30 minutes, like I don't want to pull them away from something they're enjoying, whether it's the pool or whatever. So we're just going to be as spontaneous as we can and do no ADRs. And I kind of like that. I do but. too. I, I mean, there, there is something to be said for that because the thing is you're not going to go hungry. Like if you're, if you're, you're staying at Pop Century and your kids are having fun in the pool, you can have a good meal at the food court. I mean, it's not going to be an experience. It's not going to be something you write home about, but you can still go get some decent food over at Landscape of Flavors or, you know, Everything Pop or... Yeah, there's options. You can go to Disney Springs, catch a bus and be there in 30 minutes and get deluxe burger or get blaze pizza or, you know, something like that. So I, you know, I've done that. I mean, you know me, I don't book ADRs unless you book ADRs for me many times. I mean, you're, you're my travel <laughs> agent when we, when we travel together, I mean, the Disneyland wouldn't, I'd, I'd be eating corn dogs the entire time, which I'm totally cool with, but you're helping me have a better experience. Right. That's a good, yeah. For you, cause the chat room's kind of all over saying 30, 50, 20, Alfred says five. I, I think it's higher because I think it's high. I think a lot of people just don't even too. know. They don't either know about it or they're just like, well, I'm just going to wait till I get down there and kind of see how it is. You know, I think it's a lot too. That just people just don't want to do the work. I mean, because it's vacation, right? And people just don't want to have to sit down and like, Ugh, I got to sit down and decide. Like, I, I think people like have the intentions to do it. And then like, I'm not gonna do it at 60 days. I'll do it, you know, 45 days. And then like, I'll just do it at 30 days. And then all of a sudden it's a week out and they're like, it's too late. You know, let's, figure, let's roll with it and see what we get. You know, and yeah. people still have fun trips. I mean, but it's different. Like, you know, a lot of folks go to Walt Disney World because they're foodies, you know, and that's, that is the experience. You know, like if I don't eat it, Grand Floridian Cafe or have Ohana or do Hoopty Doo, it's, it's a disaster where some people are like, you know what? It, Pecos Bills and, uh, you know, Columbia Harbor House, great, fine. Yeah, so it's kind of what you're looking for. All right, so let me use a question here that uh, Tammy had, and I think it's kind of interesting, mentioning those buttons. I think this was different five years ago, but she says, what percentage of Magic Kingdom visitors do you think wear a celebration button? Just from your mm. observations, what would you say? Yeah, because I feel like I see a lot of, I still see a lot of first visit buttons I when I'm too. out there too, you know? Um, so what percentage of Magic Kingdom visitors wear a celebration button? I'm going to go 20%. I'm going to say really? one in every five. I <laughs> I, that say. might seem high when I, when, I, when I say it like that. I'm like one in every five when you think of how many people are in that park. But uh, I'm, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to go with 20%. I was going to go five. Just because okay. you see a lot of them. But I mean, that's still, I think you see them because they, they stand out. I know. Out, but, yeah, I mean, I Lisa and like, Leonard are both saying 15, so they're kind of with you. Because you see a lot of engagements, like big groups, you know, like, mm -hmm. hey, we're celebrating this. So that could be 10 out of 10, you know, so that's going to bring the percentage up. But then there's going to be people like us that visit all the time and we're not celebrating anything. You know, we're just happy to that's true. Like, happy shoveling snow. <laughs> so. The funny thing is, though, is like if you go in at park opening, you especially at the Magic Kingdom, many, many times you will see. You know, you can, obviously we all know that you can go to guest relations and get these, um, you know, that's kind of probably what you do if you're listening to our show. But for the folks, you know, the, the noobs, you know, the folks that aren't doing, you know, making any ADRs like we just spoke about, there's usually a cast member standing right there on Main Street with like a box of them, you know, with a marker and just all the different buttons and they're just ready to give them to you. So I think I like that because that kind of, that's that unexpected magic that I think we don't have as much as we used to have maybe a decade ago. But if you're yeah. just somebody that walked into the Magic Kingdom for the first time ever and you don't have any expectations of what the day is going to become, 
and you know, you're walking up Main Street and somebody's like, hey, are you celebrating anything today? And they hand you a button and fill it out. Hey, first time ever to the Magic Kingdom. Boom. I mean, I think that's something you're going to be like, hey, when we got there, they gave us a button. That's a big deal. Yeah. So that's cool. Okay, so give give. let's go with another scenario. What do you think? All right. So Len Testa is sitting outside the gates of Hollywood Studios. Wait, you're speaking, are we speaking, wait, you're speaking Len Testa or are we speaking Hank Lonely? Because I got to make sure. <laughs> oh, that's a great right. question. got to make sure we get that right. Because they're not the same person. <laughs> exactly. No, I'm just saying. I think they're friends. <laughs> yeah. But this is more towards like a touring plans research. Okay, assignment. okay. So let's right. go so with it's Len. Here. Okay, okay, good. So... So he, there's like a there's like a path that says, "Did you have Genie Plus today? Walk this way." And there's Len, and he's asking you, "Did you get your money's worth of Genie Plus today? Thumbs up, thumbs down. What percentage of people say thumbs up?" Okay, I have a philosophy on this. I'm glad you asked that question. We have not talked about we were gonna. We're actually probably just making this up as we go because I am. Okay, so I have a philosophy on on this kind of a question, and I think it goes for people that do Star Cruiser. I think it goes for people that, that spend money on, on extra experiences. And I th- here's my philosophy on this. And I think I fall into this too. I think I'm guilty of this. If I'm going to upgrade to something and somebody asks me, was it worth the money for the upgrade? Unless it was a horrible decision or a horrible experience, a lot of times I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt and say, yes, it was. Because I don't want to look like I was a sucker, you know, and like say, oh, now, if it was terrible, I will say, oh, it's the stupidest thing I ever did. Duh, duh, duh. Yeah. But if it's kind of like on the fence, I'll say, yeah, probably was worth the money. So I would say folks that do buy Genie Plus and do the upgrade, I would say probably this is what I'm hearing from my guests, too, because I get a lot of I have a lot of data points from this because my guests are overwhelmingly happy when they buy it. So. I would say because of my my philosophical th- decision and because of the feedback I get, 85% Whoa. conservatively say that it is worth it when they buy it. I don't okay. say that everybody wants to buy it, but when you buy it, a lot of people are happy with that decision. Okay. Interesting. So I, I so I did say that Hank Lonely slash Lentesta was at the exit of Hollywood studio. So I was kind of focusing on that, but okay. I think we should focus, yeah, okay. I think we should focus big picture though. Stu- big sense. picture. I'm going 85% studios. I would go down to maybe 70% because the studios okay. is more of a challenge. I think because it shows it's a little capacity. more of a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That is a high number. That is a high number. Yeah. I was, I was going to say 49% <laughs> give it the thumbs up. I think it's just going to be right below 50%. Um, cause I think some guests are just going to be so frustrated with like, I only got to go on one thing and I spent X amount of dollars. Like, I don't even know what the price of genie plus is. I should know that it's, it's 15, like $15, it's 15 a day yeah, a person. Right yeah, yeah. $15 a day per person. So it could depend on your family too. If you're a family of five, I agree. hundred percent. If you're a solo, what's 15 bucks. It's like, it's like a couple sodas. It's a soda and a snack, which I mean, it's still 15 bucks, but I mean, like you said, a family of five, that's a lot of it's 75 bucks. Yeah. 75. I said 65. I meant to say well, 75. I mean, yeah, so I mean, someone's checking my math. Someone's <laughs> checking my math. I meant to say 75. <laughs> Just want to quick, quick, you know, recover from that one. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I'm, I think it's just a little bit below 50%, but that's, it's interesting to hear, like based on your, you know, your feedback from guests that they're, that they're really liking it. Yeah. I mean, they do. But again, again, it's skewed because 
even my guests are skewed from the magic for everything is distorted when you got to think about like our audience right our podcast audience we are we're uber disney fans like we everybody who in that i speak with pretty much and again if you even talk to other agents at the magic for less they're booking more of a general public guest because they're booking people at their churches and people from their kids schools where my leads primarily come from the podcast and podcast listeners are uber fans right so my guests are going to get every advantage out of genie plus so they tend to enjoy it because they're in they know they're all in they know the system where you know you get somebody if i book somebody from my church and they buy genie plus they still you know even though i send them these tips and tell them to do this and this and this they get down there and they don't know how it works. You know, exactly. like they just want to, they just want to, you know, they just want to know where to go, you know? And so it's, it's more of a challenge for, I think the regular guests, which is, I think kind of what we got. Okay. Let me ask you this. I, I'm curious because I was wondering about this on my last trip. What percentage of guests overall at Walt Disney world do you think are ever excited for the, for the merchandise for the 50th anniversary celebration? So say the vault, um, any of the stuff you go to Disney Springs world of Disney has a section now with all the 50th merch, you know, the Rubik's cube, the little eyepiece. That's a keychain. You can yeah. look in, you know, the show. This is all guests. All, not yeah, be our guest podcast. No, I'm not saying our yet. fans. I'm saying, yeah. because I mean, dude, that would totally skew it because right. our fans would skew it, you know, well over 75%, I would guess, but yeah. general public, how many, what do you think for, for the interest level? What percentage of guests care about the 50th anniversary merch? I'm going with my number. It's uh, my birthday number. I like this number for a lot of stuff. I'm going with 16. percent Yeah, I'm with you. I would. I, I was. Yeah. Just give. What do you think? Back it up. Well, I just. I don't think most guests really care. <laughs> like I think like the crazy like you know fanatics, the fans that have been going there for years, they really care about that 50th 50th anniversary merchandise. I give uh, Liz's friend that I was just talking about that's down there. I seriously doubt she's gonna got excited about 50th anniversary merchandise and probably bought something, you know, they rather get a, I think a lot of guests, you know, they visit once a year, they want their 2022 shirt or something that they can remember that trip about. And it could be something 50th related too, right? Like we were there during the 50th anniversary. So we got this, but I don't think they actually really care about the 50th anniversary merchandise. Yeah. I'm the same way. Like, I think that for example, when you're in the magic kingdom, and you have the opportunity to go into the the theater there where it has the vault, right? And you get to look at all the, like right now they had stuff. What was I thinking? They had, when I was down there a couple weeks ago, um, what did they, they had, oh, it was 10 Centennial stuff with this time. Like, and it was, I mean, some people love it. I thought it was kind of crazy looking like I, I wouldn't wear it, but I mean, you know, everybody's got their own aesthetic and I wear, like we talked about my sandals the other day and, you know, I wear those and most people wouldn't make that fashion faux pas. But um, I just think that like your typical guest is just when they go to Walt Disney World, like they want a plush Mickey, you know, or they want, like you said, they just want the shirt that says Walt Disney World. I don't think they necessarily want Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. You know, they're just like, what's that? that that's a weird looking shirt. <laughs> well, it's crazy though, Mike, we're both going like really low here. I've seen some higher stuff in the chat too, but. I think there's still a really good demand of it because even 20% of guests, I think it's still a pretty good demand oh, yeah, for, for yeah. that type of merchandise. Yeah, I wonder what Disney thinks like when they, cause I mean, obviously, okay, let me ask you a side conversation here with that. Yeah. Do you think, you know, here, what, what's the percentage of people they want to well, like, yeah, be interested yeah, in yeah. well, I mean, it. in general, like, do you think, 
in May of 2022, do you think Disney, if like in their, their back rooms, like where they make the big decisions in the boardrooms, would they say that the 50th anniversary merch has been a success? Because, I mean, October 1st, it was a nut house. Right? I mean, you could expect that. It was all new. It was, you know, like everybody was dying to get a, a, a lunchbox, a thermos, a pennant, right. whatever. I mean, now that the fervor has died down months and months later, would they say that the, you know, the vault and all this merchandise for the 50th has been an overwhelming success, a kind of success? What, what do you think they say? I think they would say a success because um, some of that stuff, like you said, just, just came off the shelf. Like, I have a polo that, I haven't even seen. Um, I was just fortunate enough that Beth was able to get it to me when it hit the shelf. Like, I don't think they can even like produce some of this stuff fast enough where if they were able to get another shipment with some of this stuff, it would be just be off the rack instantly because there's still a high demand for a lot of this stuff. So I think, um, I think it's been overall success. I mean, you granted, like, I think you're starting to see more availability for certain items like the, the thermos, but I think, Early on, it was like a, a shipping issue, but now right. they have a, a good stock. But I think there's still, I still see a lot of people buying this stuff when I'm in the store. So I would say it was, it's been overall success. Yeah, it was kind of like a perfect storm, like in October, because the the shipping issues were really horrible, and right. you know, obviously the demand was at the highest it was going to be right at the beginning of the fiftieth. So good point. Okay, so give us another. Let's go. All right, so I I like sticking with this like five night stay business, you know. So because I think that's about probably what the average stay yeah, is for, for a family. I mean, we we like fourteen, but you know, fortnight. Yeah. But. <laughs> I like I like fourteen day cruises. Is that what you said what? I mean, I'm planning on doing Panama Canal when I retire, so that'll be yeah. sixteen, I think. Yeah. yeah. So well, yeah, so five night stay. So um, this is for people that are staying on site only. So not all guests, you know. We're spe specifically talking about the resorts here. So what percentage of, I'll say, I'll say guests, let's just say guests. I was going to say, almost say like rooms, but what percentage of guests get a refillable mug at a, uh, purchase a refillable mug at a Walt Disney World resort, uh, resort stay on their five night stay? You see a lot of those things floating around. You do. I mean, like maybe it's because I'm looking for them because I'm always like, should I get one? But then I do. And the good news is now with split stays, you can use it at the next resort, which you couldn't right. do previous, you know, a few years back. And I, the, that what you just said is why I asked that question, because I see a lot of them floating around, too. I'm at the pools and I, I see them all over the place. And I almost wonder, like, are they just using that for water? Did they bring it from a previous day and they won't be actually be able to use it? You know, because some people might just bring them. Uh, from a previous day too, even though you wouldn't be able to get like soda from it, but because it's not activated anymore. But yeah, I would say, God, if I had to guess, refillable mugs, typical guests for a five night stay. I would say I would go right around forty one percent of guests because I wouldn't say it's half, but I would say it's close. That's, I mean, no, I'm going to take that back. I'm going to go lower. I'm going to say thirty six percent probably. Just because of the cost. I mean, a lot of folks yeah. are just, you know, trying to save money. And you see, I think they're like $17.99. And I mean, I just think some people are just like, I'm out on that. Like, I'm not buying a plastic mug, no matter how much soda I can get for how long. Just like that, yep. that's not happening. But I mean, the thing is, like, when you look at how much a, a Coke is, you know, if you just get the plastic, you know, the paper cup, they're like $3.99, $4.99. I mean, that's like three sodas and you get a mug to take home. So right. financially, it does make sense to pay for it up front because you're gonna pay for it either way yeah i'd go 36 what do you say yeah i was gonna go a little bit lower um even len just kind of commented on something i was gonna say like some people might just buy one to share oh, you know like oh i never said anything <laughs> think about that <laughs> you know like 
or just maybe one person from your party just wanted one like because not it's not a requirement that everyone has to get one that's in your traveling party right i think of like the our our, our friend wade and their family wade and shelly like i think last summer like Hugh got one, but Wade and Shelly didn't get one. You know, there's 33% right there, right, you know? Right. So I'm going, I'm going towards more 30, but I feel like I do see them all over the place I when do. I'm at the pools and such. Yeah. Cause I'm always like, should I get one? And I never do, which I always want yeah. one now, especially cause those, those, uh, they have the Mickey head like top on them. Like I want one of those just cause the new design. Right. Yeah. And people might just get like, Hey, this is my one souvenir I'm getting. Right, and I can, right. and it can be useful too. Right. I mean, I'm always about a practical souvenir. That's why I usually get, I mean, the shirt right here, I was looking this was the shirt I'm wearing as we recorded. It's just, I mean, it's a regular old Mickey shirt that just says Walt Disney World under it. I just like the plain classic Mickey ringer tees. And uh, this was a couple of years back, but I was on this mission because I have all different colors. I have a red one, a navy one, a green one. And there was this light blue one, but it was only in kid sizes. Like we spent a week down there. Scott was with me. We went in every store and every time I'd see it, I'm like, there it is. And it was only kid size. Never did find it. Ended up buying like a, like a Nike pullover that was like 80 bucks, which I didn't need for my souvenir. Cause I like practical stuff, stuff I can wear, stuff I can use. But then you found this shirt for me, like on the next trip that was an adult size. Like I wear it all the time now. Yeah. I think I came up to you and I was wearing the shirt. Cause I got my, yeah, I got I like, oh, just you as got a joke. The shirt. I'm like, look what I got, Mike. And then Liz handed you one. Like, and exactly. I found one for yeah. You. So that's what, that's, that's good for us too. But it, yeah, it's one of those things that like, I like practical and a, and a refillable mug. Very practical. Right. Okay. Like Moose had a question, and like I think he's asking it half jokingly, but I like. Oh it. my god, I was gonna steal Moose's because yeah, so, I, I thought no, it was I such a great question. Because I think it's an awesome question, and I think it's Moose so has a great awesome. question. Yeah, yeah. So he's asking where to go, where to go. It says, "What percentage of people do you think go to Walt Disney World just to please their spouses?" That's a good question because. Okay, but, so. Um, my wife, right? Would she, she probably, cause she did go to Walt Disney world once with Paige before we were together, because that's kind of what you do. Like Paige was three, you know, she wanted to take her to ride the rides, you know, but she was taking her like to take her to six flags, but just nicer than six flags. You know, I think they only came down for three nights. They stayed at all-star sports. Um, but that was what they did. But I mean, now she likes it but I would say she falls in the category if she goes because she just likes to keep me happy. You know, it's just like what she does. She's my wife. Right. What do you think? I, so I think about some of your listener questions, you know, I listen to the episodes. Sometimes I'm on these episodes and you hear this question a lot. Like, Hey, you know, my family's coming down. What can my husband do? Like, that's not Disney. Like, is there, I hear there's golf. golf. Well, my husband's been yeah, like shopping. the golf or, yeah. or back in the day they had their Richard Petty driving yeah. experience. God, you know? that's a long time ago. I, I know, but like, that. like, what can I get? It's, it's normally like, what can the guy do? Yeah. It's, yeah. Typically. <laughs> yeah. Moose is in the, in the opposite uh, seat here. <laughs> yeah. No, no, that actually would be his seat. Never mind. Excuse me. But, um, but yeah, so I feel like that question is asked a lot. So I'm actually going to go 27%. You see, I was thinking like number. 31. I was like right with you. I mean, I think it's not super high, but it's higher than you would think. Yeah. You know, and because I, then I wonder then if it's the, like a negotiation. The other too. Is gonna be like, well, now you're going to have to 
do this. Yeah, that's what I was just gonna say. It's like a negotiation. Like it's like a yeah. It's like a okay. So we're going to I'm gonna do the Disney thing with you, but then you know we have to go to Vegas. You know, like we're doing this in the spring, but in you know come October we're going to Vegas or we're going we're going skiing. You know, or we're going to the Super Bowl or something. (laughs) I think it's, but I think that's what I think that's really what kind of a your relationship's all about, to be honest. But and what's lucky is though is when you find somebody that is in it as much as you. And I think we both have my wife's not as much like you and Elizabeth are, I think equal. I would, I would guess. I mean, I don't know. You as, you know I know you guys pretty well, but I mean, not yeah. obviously that, that well, but I mean, Pam loves, she loves being on vacation, I mean, she's never listening to a podcast. She's never reading a blog. She, she just likes to like, okay, what time's the flight? <laughs> you know where we, she does like to know where we're staying. She does not care where we stay. She does not have any input in the hotels. She doesn't care where we eat. She just wants to know like that day, like, okay, where are we having dinner tonight? But she enjoys the entire trip, but she does not care anything to plan anything. It's yeah. just her. And we might be low on there. I don't know. <laughs> we very well might be. Yeah. I just think about my first trip. Like I was okay with going, but, um, I was mainly going because I had never been, you know, Liz, Liz had been once, but we had a three-year-old Emily and we're, and we see the commercials and we're like, oh, yeah, I guess we should go. And like, and now look at me right now, it's kind of crazy to think, but like, I wasn't like, once I started reading some guidebooks, I was like, oh yeah, this could be interesting. There's cool lounges, like, you know, there's lots of cool resorts and stuff. So I got on board with it, but I wasn't like super thrilled about it my first time either, you know, so. And I think too, like with Pam, it's, it's become less about getting up at rope drop and being in the parks all day long in the heat of July, which it used to be like when we first started going, I mean, you know, Google photos is such a cool thing to go back and look at your trips and to see, like we were in the parks all day. And like, you'd look at us like in the third or fourth day of our trip and we're sunburned. And I mean, we're just bright red just cause we're just so hot. Cause we just, we went so hard. We are younger then too. And now when you look at our pictures, it's like, we're at the pool, we're, we're at Disney Springs, we're having a meal. Like it is so much more chill and it's get like I said, it's getting older, but it's also just like, it's, it's vacation more. <laughs> like we, right. we went so hard back in the days, which makes it a lot easier for Pam to say, okay, now it's vacation. It's not like a mission because it used to be a mission. And I mean, I, I see that with the Martins, like Moose is in here. Like we, we've chilled with them for an entire day and just chilled and, and that's how you do it exactly <laughs> those are the best days. i mean i mean that's how one of his kids learned how to count was just uh you know counting counting stuff at the pool exactly. counting beers yes. <laughs> counting <laughs> beers drink at the pool. that's how you learn that's how you learn how to count on vacation beans okay so uh okay let's i got, go I got one more let's go one more go ahead so i'm gonna kind of tie this in with you know you got a disneyland trip coming up yes you know we got whole lot of friends from the agency that are at disneyland right now so right now at walt disney world like you got all these guests that are at walt, walt, walt disney world how many of them have also been to disneyland so basically your average walt disney world days worth of guests how what percentage of them have also been Ooh, to Disneyland? that is a good question i would say so you just look at everybody at walt disney world right now how many of those people have been to disneyland i would say 17%. I'd say it's super low because first of all, you got a lot of locals. Okay. So that's going to bump up the just, but I mean, locals go to Disneyland too. I'm sure because a lot of locals are probably people that moved to Florida because they're Disney fans. And they, because of that, they might've been to Disneyland. 
I'm going to, I'm saying it's a little bit low, but I'm going to go 17% just because the East coast people go down there and it doesn't necessarily mean you go all the way across the country to Disneyland. I don't yeah. know. What do you think? I feel like Disneyland is the harder destination to get to for, for I don't know why, maybe because like I'm more East than I am West, but I was going to go 9%. I was going to go low too. Um, I think most people see Walt Disney world, like as the vacation, like that's where you're going to go. If you're going to go for like a family vacation, uh, so I think most of those guests that are at the Met, at Walt Disney World right now, as we're doing this, just a snapshot in time, I think only 9% of those guests have been to Disneyland. Right. And I think too, I mean, I, I just look at my own thing. Like I've been to, I've been to world, I would guess minimum 30 times. I mean, that's probably very conservative with race weekends, vacations, you know, adjacent to cruises and stuff like that. I think, I think you've been 30 times since I've known you. No, so, yeah. But I mean then, you know, <laughs> yeah. so look at the ratio, right? I mean, it's, right. A, it's like at least 30 to zero at this point world. Mm -hmm. to, I mean, I've been on over 20 Disney cruises in zero times to Disneyland. And like you just said, and there's many reasons why I haven't been to Disneyland. And I think one of it is that when I went to world, I was so worried that, you know, oh man, world's got 22 hotels and it's got four parks and two water parks and Disney Springs and, you know, golf courses and just the, the breadth of Walt Disney world that I'm going to be bored when I go to Disneyland. But then I honestly, this all turned on me when I went to silver dollar city for our anniversary in Branson last year, like I fell in love with that small intimate park. And I'm like, I, I want more of that. And I think too, just over the past five years, Walt Disney world has changed. Like I want the more intimate experience. I don't need the grandiose. Well, I love like riding a boat and riding a Skyliner. And, you know, I, I even like the, the buses at Walt Disney world, but it'll be nice to not have to even like consider transportation for, for a week, you know, just like, you know, transportation's the shoe leather express. I can just walk right over, you know, like, that's, that's intriguing. Like I'm in plus the ticket situation. Like I had to buy, you know, we don't have annual passes for the girls, so we're going to buy tickets one place or the other. Let's try something new. That's yeah. a good point. Though. I do think a lot of Disneyland and you hear this on your show a lot, a lot of West coast people that, you know, Disneyland's always in my home park. They like to go visit world just to see what it's like. So, I mean, I mean, you're a good amount of those, but I still think that number is going to be really low. That's why I went with 9%. All right. Well, it's going to do it for today's show, but we want to hear what you think. Like pick one of these topics, drop by Twitter at be our guest, Mike at Epscott tag us on Twitter and uh, give us your feedback. Where were we really off or where do you agree with us and let us know. And of course, this Sunday night, we're going to be live on Facebook and YouTube with the live call in show. We can continue this. You can give us a new topic. We'll discuss it. We'll give our thoughts. We'll have the other callers, the live chat chime in and uh, we can continue one of these. You know, if we think we're crazy on one of these, let's, let's have the conversation. That is I'm what sure we were. I'm sure we're way off. I'm sure these. we were. I mean, we, they've been kind of all over the place. So we've had a good time this week with the podcast. Love having Scott on the show. Scott, thanks for filling in for Ricky and Pam and love having you as the fourth panelist here on the show. It's been great over the past year and uh, you add a lot to the to the show. So thanks for uh, for joining us and be a part of the team. Yeah, whenever you throw the signal, um, yeah, I'm happy to pitch it and help out. So happy I could be here. Speaking of signals, real quick story. So our women's basketball coach at Mizzou, which Paige has now left. She's up at UIC in, in Chicago now. But the Mizzou coach sends this crazy, like, tweet Friday night, like, late at night. No context. Just a picture of her getting carried off the court. Like, and I'm like, it's really weird. So I, I, I text Paige. I'm like. Coach Pynchon just texted a picture of her getting carried off the court. Like, did she just get fired? Like, is this like her farewell? Like, 
what happened? There's no context in this picture. And this is the society we're living in, right? So you, you probably know this because you're a college sports fan. Moose is in the chat. A lot of folks are. So she texts back. She's like, that's her bat signal. And I'm like, oh. So now if you don't follow college sports, what this means is these coaches now, when you get a recruit, like when somebody signs for your school, like our football coach has this sign that says Mizzou and it's got like the bat signal, but instead of the bat sign, it's the Mizzou logo. And then our basketball coach, Coach Gates, now our new coach, like he has a bat signal that has him like pumping his fist, but it says like Mizzou basketball on it. Well, this thing was so obscure. It was like some just random picture with no Mizzou branding on it or anything. I thought she got fired. Paige is like, no, that's her bat signal. We just got a Notre Dame recruit, like a grad transfer. I was like, well, she needs to clarify. That's a terrible bat signal. But I mean, that's like the society we're living in now. Like, so Michigan State, do you guys, your coaches have like a bat signal? Like, do you, I don't know if you follow on social media as hard as I do, but I was like, yeah, oh, no, I, I follow. Uh, Tom Izzo is 100% against social media. So really? you'll see, never see so Tom lucky. Izzo. Ours are all in. Like, yeah. Coach Drinkwitz is always on. But Mel Tucker, um, our new football coach, like, he's great, man. I'm buying into everything he's done the last couple of years. And, you know, he's got this phrase like tucks coming, you know, so that's kind of like his thing, you know. So if you see him like using that hashtag or yeah, or you see like a photo saying tucks coming, you know, you know, something big just happened for Michigan State football. Yeah, she's like, it's the bad signal, Mike. She's good. We got to run. Oh, the bad signal. Yeah, it's hard to keep up with. all. Anyway, just a side story. So if you see a coach, coach pinch, you get carried off. We got to recruit anyway. So join us Sunday night. We'll carry the conversation. We don't have to talk about bad signals or college sports. It'll be Disney. So we'll see you Sunday at uh, seven o'clock Eastern, uh, six o'clock central Facebook and YouTube. Don't forget today's podcast always brought to you by the magic for less travel agents standing by right now. Wheels are hitting the ground all over the country for agents landing back from Disneyland down in Texas, down in Alabama, down in uh, Connecticut or Rhode Island or Delaware. Where, where are the Martins? What state? I always get confused. I know they're up in the Northeast. They're in Massachusetts. Massachusetts. I know uh, Jeanette, was. Uh, she's in Delaware. She's landing up that way. P Pennsylvania. They're all coming back hot. They're ready to help you plan great vacations. So check them out over at themagicforless.com. Can I ask you one quick question? Yeah, what percentage ahead. of the Magic for Less team is having a cocktail right now as we're recording this? Probably about 95% and Ricky's having milk. I'm just saying that's, <laughs> a, that's what Ricky gets. I mean, that's, that was me, so I totally understand that. And it, and I appreciate that very much. All right. Don't forget the magic for, uh, where I did the magic for less amazon.com. So should be our guest podcast. That really helps us out and patreon.com. So should be our guest podcast. Our patrons get the bonus show called Mike in the Midwest. And we'd love to have your support. Thanks to our patrons. You guys make all this fun possible for all of us. So again, patreon.com slash be our guest podcast. We'll see you Sunday night. Follow Scott at Ep Scott. Follow me at be our guest, Mike. And let's get out to LS Techo and LS Tech. Let's do it. All right. So you guys stay safe, stay healthy. Have a great weekend. We will see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.